0: So, hey, LaRoyce, how are you doing?
1: I'm all good. How about you, Kim?
0: I'm not bad. I'm not bad, man. It's really good to see you. Like I, like I was saying kind of before we started, Um, we have a little connection in the south suburbs of Chicago, and I guess Chicago, too. You know, we competed yeah. in speech around the same time. <laughs> I think we graduated high school at the same time, too. So that's pretty fact. dope. How you been, man? Like, how are you? How have you been since...
1: 2006. (laughs) (laughs) I've really been doing my best, and it's been a great ride. You know, I think from speech, stand-up comedy became, you know, a priority for me and my first love. After high school, I went to college and and studied acting, Um, but poetry and music, you know, have also been, you know, a part of my artistry, and I've just been doing my best to allow uh, one gift to inform the next, you know, to inform the next. And so, I appreciate where we are now. Off the strength of the strike, we were able to find a way to pivot into the bag even more deeply. And then, you know, instead of sitting around, we found something to do and some stories to tell. So that's what we're doing right now with Poetry Over Prose.
0: So I'm glad you mentioned Poetry Over Prose because I definitely want to talk about that in a second. But tell me about like some of the lessons that you learned just in your 30s, you know, because we're in this age and I feel like once you turn 30, once you get into this whole new decade of life, Things get real. You know, like you you don't have time for anything else. You're doing what you want to do, and hopefully you're happy about it. And in your case, I can definitely see that you are. So let's talk about some of those those key lessons that you've learned so
1: far along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've learned some things, trust me. <laughs> you know, I'm a father of a, a mm-hmm. six-year-old boy, um, and he's taught me so much. It's crazy. I think one of the things that, that he's taught me, just being a father and having a family, is to embrace it all. Mm-hmm. Embrace it all, no matter where you are. And, you know, I, I don't think we always, to embrace doesn't mean that you're going to like like it or love it. It doesn't mean that it's the most ideal situation. But um, when you learn how to embrace where you are and not where you want to be, or not where you used to be and live from exactly the space that you're in, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've learned for that to be a very, very, great help for me. And not just as a father, but just as, a, as an artist as well. I think it informs our patience as well. You know, we got to be patient with, our, with ourselves and with our gifts. Yeah. And I mean, that patience is what offers us grace, ultimately. And in our 30s, boy, grace because one of your favorite <laughs> words.
0: That is very true. I'm like, there are so many times where, I guess if folks are listening to this, they won't be able to see this gesture, but there's so many times where I'm just in the yoga pose and I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. I'm just going to keep going and it's going to be all right, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. calm down. You got to find that zen every time you can.
0: Yes.
1: And doing up yoga ain't bad either. Have you do you do yoga? I do yoga. every right now oh, and then. Really? Yeah.
0: I I do not. And I I mean I probably should, but I do not. So, it's not bad. Um yeah. I did see that you went back to Thornton recently. You went back to your high school. Um oh. also there was a mural that you had done and things like that. Yeah. Since, you know, folks from the city and folks on the Burbs will be listening to this, kind of talk to me a little bit about just going back to your high school and a- after so much time and-, and what it's been like and how things have changed and kind mm-hmm. of the things that you've noticed.
1: Yeah, well, the, what made me, I've been tapped in with uh, the mayor of Harvey and um, him and I, a couple summers ago, had a frequent meeting at least once a month. We were just tap in with each other about what was going on in the city. I learned a lot about local government. That's and great, I
0: yeah.
1: Just, I was just able to get a better idea of the hurdles, you know what I mean, that were hindering Harvey. And the more I learned, the more I realized that there's really sometimes like an aesthetic change, you know, like we needed to sage the city, so to speak,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, curate this better energy all around. Um, and that's what I did. The mural came from, and we plan for that to just be the first of many. We have been able to. Uh, I got a great idea for what our second mural will be. But the are you gonna
0: is, are you gonna let us know what that is or?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can, <laughs> I'll give you an idea. I give you an okay, idea. Okay. I want to um, highlight Harvey's greatest fifty faces and throw them on the mural. So similar to what the NBA did mm-hmm. when they gave us that, you know the top fifty. And then years later, they give you a top seventy-five, and then they probably add another twenty-five. That's what I, I want that mural to grow, like that. And I think what it, what the city needs is more inspiration and to be reminded of its light. That there are great people that came from the city that are doing great things in life, um, that have made significant impacts on the world. And sometimes we just don't know our history enough, yeah. you know, I and mean? we're not to to be proud of it, so that we can create a powerful present and even a more powerful future. So that's what I've learned about Harvey, right, is that it just needs to be reminded of his light a little bit because there's still a lot of talent there, still a lot of great things going on, still a a lot of potential. Um, And the city is doing its best. Um, And Thornton Township is is looking good, too.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, giving back and just realizing that, you know, where you are, you can always make that better. You can always make it what you want it to be. It's just what do you want it to be, you know? Before we get to poetry over prose, I wanted to go back to high school and back to speech. I mean, a lot of folks might not even know that you were competing, you know, with your other peers and and colleagues and stuff in high school. Uh, But you were doing, I cannot remember the name of the event, but it was always a comedy event. It was a duo. And sometimes you were on your own. But talk to me about what you miss about competing in speech. And for folks who don't know, speech and drama Basically, like every weekend or something, we, we will be practicing during the week because I, I was also in speech. I did a uh, special occasion speaking because I'm not funny. You know what I'm saying? I just I just say what I say. So but we would be nice. though. I
1: remember you being nice, though. I remember you seeing you. I remember seeing you on that stage. You were grabbing medals. You would,
0: you <laughs> I, I, I did. I did get some. Not as many as you did. I, seriously, not as many
1: as you did. But. <laughs> Bye. Thank you I, very much. You weren't at the same event. You probably would right. have you know, I probably wouldn't have got as many medals if I was competing against you for real.
0: I'm like, I'd like to see you being more serious because I'm not funny, but to see you being more serious, that then we yeah, we'd have some competition there. But yeah. um what do you miss about just the whole process? You know, practicing during the week and then every weekend, going to these different schools, these different mm-hmm. school districts, and then having to compete against your peers. Yeah.
1: I think that was a uh, that was a that was a conditioning that I needed. You know, right? I find myself still tapping into those old muscles, right? And that early diligence that you know, I just remember like locking myself in the in the in the, in the classroom and just staring at myself in the mirror and doing my piece a million times, mm-hmm. and, and then taking my piece. See, I did I did original comedy. I did yes. humor duet acting. Um, and I did humorous interpretation. Right. So I did really all of the funny events. <laughs> and I was grateful for that because those events and the material that I was working on allowed me to take my material outside of speech. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of gave me the edge oftentimes over my peers on Saturday mornings is because I wouldn't just be at speech practice um, in front of my coaches. I would do my speech at the barbershop. You know what I'm saying? I'd be doing my piece. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was mm-hmm. tested it out in, in different and in different atmospheres throughout the week just to really. And I think that's what kind of trained me or conditioned me into eventually, you know, taking on stand up because th- it was original comedy that introduced me to stand up. And I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't have been able to even structure a story the way that we do.
0: Because with OC, if I remember, were you writing your own pieces in OC? Because HDA, that was scripted. But OC, that was you.
1: OC with me. Yeah. OC with me. And uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I want to stay in OC my junior year. I say that humbly. And then Humorous Duet Act in my senior year. But once I saw one of my critiques, it said, I would have paid to see this performance.
0: Nice, and
1: nice. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I, I've i been in business ever since. I'm not going to hold you, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started taking it seriously right there. And oh. I really look back.
0: For the kids who are in school now and they might not really know what to do or they might think that they need to do sports or just something more traditional, because I don't really think that at least in our community, like in in District 205, I don't really think speech was traditional. But if you found it, it was a family. You know what I'm saying? So can you talk about just how... Kids nowadays should maybe think about something a little bit more non-traditional or think about going into speech or think about just investing in their creativity and their imagination, how that can really help them find their way, even if it's just through high school.
1: Even if it's just through high school, like you said, if for the people who found it, they found family. Mm-hmm. And I know in high school that can be a big deal for kids, you know, um, just finding a group or a tribe that 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 has similar ideals that um that are working towards the same goal, that kind of camaraderie, I think is helpful anyway. And at the same time, like you said, you stretch your imagination and mm-hmm. the exposure that you get to other high schools, the exposure that you get to other communities, other gifts, all those types of things, they follow you. You know what I mean? Um, if you plant the seed the right way, it'll grow into something pretty special. Um, and I think I think you and I are testaments to that.
0: I would agree. Totally agree. Cause you you're on TV with acting and comedy and all this stuff, and you're you're touring with your show, which we're about to talk about. And then I've had a pretty good career in news and now I'm in radio and media. So you're right. Like I yeah. the speech days, I never take those for granted, you know.
1: Yeah, they taught me so much for real. <laughs> and and I miss it too, you know. Yeah,
0: I agree. I you should go so back I, and be a speech coach, man.
1: Man, you know, I do I do go <laughs> back and um and work with the kids. Sometimes I've I've watched some kids and coach some kids um into champions. It's been pretty cool, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, good time. it's a good time. I got I got yeah. a couple of dogs out there, little homies that can go.
0: <laughs> well, shout out to them. They like you know who you are, right? <laughs> like yeah. they say. All right, so let's talk about this show here. Uh, Poetry Over Prose. You're doing a multi-city tour, I th- believe it's three cities. Milwaukee is one of those places, and that is why we're talking right now. I honestly, I know, I knew that you did your own writing with OC and original comedy, but I didn't know that you did poetry. And so what are we yeah. doing here? How did this come together?
1: Man, poetry, I started doing poetry in high school when my high school girlfriend bought me a poetry book.
0: As always, a, always the um, ladies.
1: <laughs> that's how I started. and uh, <laughs> And from there, you know, it truly just grew by the time I got to college. You know, and my my poetry became a little bit more political and, and social conscious, and uh, and I was just around a lot of artistic guys. You know, like like I had some big homies that were hosting open mics and like, introduced me to hip hop in a different way and all kind of different things like that. So poetry just grew for me and grew on me. But I think in my nature, I'm just poetic. You know what I mean? And so poetry over prose. Well, as I thought about the stories that I have and, you know, there's always a composition, right. That, that over time, over the years, I've written some pieces that have taken me like years to write, but because I've lived through the experience and, and they support the stories that I've lived through as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I found this interesting hybrid, hybrid experience just through myself where I was like, wow, the stories that I tell and there, there, a lot of them are funny or thoughtful, are supported by these pieces that I wrote over time. And I discovered, accidentally, they just kind of all matched and meshed in a way that I was like, what if I just put these together? And if I told this story and supported it with this poem, I think it would give any audience a more thoughtful and thorough examination, you know, just into life in general. And I know it's my life that I'm talking about, but my hope is that it's just as relatable to everybody else as they listen to it.
0: And so when people come or when people are are there on Tuesday, what should they expect? Just everything that you kind of just mentioned there, or are you focusing on certain things? Cause you have guests as well. So how far are we going?
1: Oh uh, no, 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 no. We're gonna um well what you should expect is live instrumentation, you know, so and, and the and the uh the atmosphere is just gonna feel very, very good. You can you can find the legendary black ice who is one mm-hmm. of the most prolific deaf poets um of our time. He's Shout out to that poetry jam because he was on there you know he was on there the you know, um uh, a comedian by the name of Ben Noble who's a great friend of mine um is also going to open the show and, and set the set the tone I think in a very very funny way um he's a hilarious uh, friend of mine and then you know what you're going to expect from me like I said is just storytelling that stretches the imagination right I think you'll learn a little bit more about Lawrence Hawkins outside of acting I know that most people know me for, for, for what I do on TV and, and I'm grateful to be able to have the opportunity to surprise you with something that's a little different. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And so our show, our show last night in St. Louis went extremely well. Um, it made me look even more forward to Milwaukee because, uh, it's been a minute since I hit Milwaukee and especially like this. I think I used to, Milwaukee was a part of the college circuit open mics that I used to hit, Nice,
0: thanks uh, nice.
1: uh, under the poetry side, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't I haven't done much comedy there, but um, I am familiar with the improv and, you know, not being a stranger to that stage. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, Milwaukee in itself, we we're a growing city and there are a lot of things that are happening here. A lot of new development, a lot of artists that are coming here um, and you yourself, you know, you chose to come to the city. So we appreciate especially when black creatives want to come to the city. So thanks for making us a stop.
1: And hopefully it won't be the last time.
0: Yeah, and I just see on your website, you said, uh, there's a quote on your website that reads, may the imagination be your comfort zone. And that seems like exactly what we're going to have
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. who go to the show. May your imagination be your comfort zone, but may you never get too comfortable. There you go. There you go.